0: This is the Yard of Warcast, a news and opinion podcast about card games and board games. On this episode of the Yard of Warcast, man, that was rough. Forget the scripts. More on the keyfetch campaign on Gamefound and Rivals Errata and community building efforts. All right, welcome folks. I'm Tobin Lopez. So thank you for coming back and maybe listening to the second episode of these Solo newscasty kind of things. If you listened to the last episode and you're back for this one, thank you very much and thanks for your patience. I did not get a lot of sleep after recording that one and posting it. Uh, it was really rough. It's basically because I hadn't done before, hadn't done a solo podcast before, right? Uh, even the intros, I do them, and then it turns out that I have an interview, so. It's all good. I can riff, but for whatever reason I went with scripts and wow, that was hard. I am not used to that. So, and and I the, here's the irony. I teach uh, a lot of my classes are online, so I do contemporaneous videos each week uh, for each of the classes and, you know, 16 week term, maybe I do 12 videos for each class. I'll have 10 to 12 videos each class. And I have slides, and I put myself on camera, and I don't have a script. I have notes, and I have bullet points, just like I do with the Art of Warcast, and, we, and I riff, and I speak from the heart, and speak without having exact, the exact words in front of me, and I do great in those videos, <laughs> and here I was trying to do a podcast with scripts, and wow, I did not feel good, so I'm back to riffing, I'm back to riffing, and and this week has been a big one, folks. We have KeyForge. There was a plethora of stuff that came down uh, in the rivals community. All right, so the KeyForge campaign on GameFound has just gone crazy. Last week, I think when I talked, uh, I, would, I was recording, it was about 275, 275K, right? So a lot of the stuff had been unlocked, but a lot of the big hopeful stuff hadn't been unlocked. As I sit here today, it's at 537K, which is, just blows my mind. It's, the, the, the game is f- far from dead. Uh, to have $500,000 put into a game is just, just amazing. I'm tickled pink. I like, I just, I I don't, I'm don't have words for it really. Now, some of the stuff that's been unlocked in the last week. So funders will get a creature token set or token creature set. So this uh, winds of exchange set has you use tokens and what the the mechanic in the game is you take the top, when you're told to make a token, you take the top card of your deck and you place it face down on the table and it's a copy of, of a creature token that came with your deck. So every token that gets made with your deck is a is an iteration of this one token card. Um, So you have these tokens out there. And there are 28 total tokens, four per house. Uh, Three of them are common, one of them three of them are common to each house and they're not all common. But there's one tied to a rare card. So if a rare card gets algorithmically inserted into the deck, then it comes with that token automatically. So when the deck is generated, it it grabs one of these 28 tokens. So having a token set is pretty cool, but there's 28 tokens in the game. So you're going to get a token set, which I think if, (laughs) and I I didn't try. I didn't try to understand it because I don't think I'm going to use them, but you get a token set which has 36 cards and they're double-sided. So I think you get 12 copies. No, maybe you get 24 copies of the same. I, I don't know what it is. You get you get a token set from one house, I think, right? So we would get all one a Mars token set. So if you had, if you played with a lot of Mars creatures, whenever you had a Mars creature in your deck, you could play with this token set. And the really cool part, and I got an additional one, is everyone who contributed, who is is a funder, is going to get a savior of Keyforge deck, a specially marked deck that is tournament legal. I've I've seen that people say that it's going to have special bordering on the on the card back that basically says savior of Keyforge, and you would you get it only through this campaign, and you can get additional ones. So they unlocked everybody getting one, and then at some point they added it to the on add-on, and I bought another one, and it's not cheap, right, these, these decks are MSRP for $13, and the add-on Savior of Keyforge deck was $16.99, so, or maybe, yeah, I think it was $16.99. There's an Unchained deck, which, going back to the very, very, very early days of Keyforge in its development before it was named Keyforge, Richard Garfield had the idea that there wouldn't be any balance to the decks. So the algorithm tends to balance things out, right? If you get a couple of powerful cards, you might get a couple of less powerful cards in your deck. So the algorithm does that. But in a previous iteration, it didn't matter. You got just broken stuff all the time. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, right? So what's really cool is everybody's going to get one copy of these Unchained decks because of that's that's what we've unlocked so far. But everybody gets one copy. They're not tournament legal. You can't play, for, you can't play in a tournament. And you, there's nothing like that. The, although they did make intimations that they might have some special event with these at some point, which is cool and would be fun. The next target, I think it's 550000 is that the Unchained decks will be added on. Let me make sure of that here. Oh, no, no, no. The Unchained decks would be added on at the 600K level. And then at the 550K level, which we're only about 13,000 away from, they're going to reveal the name um, and maybe some early details of the next Keyforge Adventures pack, which seems to be more of a Halloween-themed thing, which is cool because... Grim Reminders is the name of the next Key Forge set. And they also released that as part of their, that was one of the stretch goals everybody gets to or find out what the next title is. And then you get new preview cards. There's all kinds of little preview card thing. They're giving away all the little things are given away. Signed by Richard Garfield There's given, they're given 250 away. 250 of these preview cards are going to be signed by Richard and so on and so forth. The biggest part, the biggest achievement was that, The 500K mark, as I mentioned last week, was met, and so uh, French, German, Italian, Polish, and Spanish language KeyForge will be available, which is wonderful, right? As I said last week, having it available in multiple languages is just better. And you know, while uh, I'm confident that a good portion of that player base had put in not getting put in before the 500K. Now that they know they're getting it in their own language, you, you're going to have more people come in. Now, is that going to be enough to get to 600K? Is it going to be enough to get to 750 where Chinese, Korean, Portuguese, and Thai get added? Still to be determined. There's a few weeks left. There's about a, no, not a few weeks, a few days. 11 days left? Yep, 11 days left as I'm looking at this. So keep going, KeyForge community. Keep going. Keep finding people. I played it in real life for the first time this week in a long time. Uh, there was uh, Jason, a longtime friend of mine, and a new guy, Chris. He, they, uh, we came down and we played some serious KeyForge, and it was funner than hell. I mean, it's really weird too. I got to tell you, I played on TCO for so long, it was kind of refreshing to have to like move amber and remember that you gained an additional amber when there was a reap effect that got you an additional amber and you do this and you stole that and uh cards did these things all the automation on tco just kind of gets to you and now i knew what was going on but i still had to remember to do it it was quite refreshing and nice and and felt good and and right and we were just played uh and it was really quite fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, keep it going, Keyforge community. Let's see if we can get to 600K, huh? All right, so this week in Rivals, this has been kind of a big week in Rivals. I, I, they, they announced, there's going to be a, they do a, for those of you who don't know, Renegade Games does a, and I think I mentioned this last week, they do a weekly Twitch stream, where they have information, and now, for the next few weeks, it's going to be hit and miss, I think they're recording next week, but not the week after, or maybe not next week, but the, but then they are recording the week after, what have you, play Renegade channel on Twitch. But they do a, you know, they talk with the designer and Matt Holland, who's the sales and, uh, and program marketing manager. I think I got his title right. They, they go over OP stuff. They go over rules changes. They go over rules clarifications. They preview cards, so on and so forth. So they've been previewing some of this stuff. But this week, they talked about Arata. Now, I, you know, I played a lot of FFG games, and they were loathe to Errata cards right? It would take a mountain to do so. And I didn't like that. Candidly, though, rivals, it seems like they're eroding almost too easily enough. The bar isn't quite high enough. They eroded disheveled shelves, which is a new agenda that came out in the game just recently, um, with, with a... It's a it's a mill deck. That's a mill strategy. So the shovelled shelves is an agenda where you win the game if your rival is out of cards in their deck, right? So they eroded this to say, you win the game if at the start of your turn your rival is out of cards in their deck. So that at least if you run them out of cards on your turn, they have a chance to do something before it comes back around to you. Um. And that's okay. They, the, there's a popular haven called Dragon's Roost. They altered it so that you couldn't gain prestige, which is one of the resources in the game, the primary resource that keeps you alive. Uh, they, they eroded it so you. They, and this, this card allows you to block basically everything. And they said, okay, well, you're only going to gain the prestige if you block particular types of actions. Okay, wonder. All right, that's, that's a good nerf. I, I agree with that. They nerfed a few vampires. They made uh, one vampire who was very efficient, uh, not quite as efficient. They made another vampire who helps other vampires, not help as many other vampires. And I won't go into details, but that was Smoke, the Tamaska, and then Trinity Vos. Her Her text applied to everybody, and now it applies to only the first attack of the turn. There was a clarification with one card, and there was a uh, shakedown, which is a look at an opponent's hand, name an attack type, and get rid of all the cards of that type. That was a very powerful card. Uh, now they've switched it, so now you name the type, atti- the type of attack card first, then you look at their hand. I th- that nerf probably had to happen, but I'm not, you know, I, I don't know. Now, in this same vein, in this same conversation, the Matt and Matt as they're colloquially called, they they made a plea for playtesters. And I had noticed that their playtest list, at least as it was published, was pretty short, right? FFG uh, and another company that I've playtested for, we had dozens and dozens of playtesters. Now, the list, uh, for those of you who look at Rivals, maybe there's 20 people right so for a multiplayer game 20 folks isn't quite enough that was that kind of rung a couple bells in my head so i'm not surprised that some of this stuff got through play testing cuz the the several shelves thing is absolutely based on um one gentleman's uncanny ability to see the weakness in cards and he exploited it as it sat and he just he just did amazing and he's done amazing guy's name is brad and he's played uh, in almost all the card games i've played before and he's an absolutely stellar card player and so he broke the shovel shelves to the point where it had to be eroded and and i i don't want to talk about this at length now but at one point i am going to discuss playtesting and my experience with playtesting and trying to clear up Uh, what I think are some misconceptions about what goes on uh, at, and I've been a part of FFG playtesting. I've been a part of two other companies playtesting, and I'm I'm not going to tell you who, but um, because those games haven't been published yet. So I'm just, I'll I'll go into that, but I'm not going to do it here. But it's good to know that they're making an effort to grow their playtesting group. So good on them. Now, the two really cool things, Uh, that I think uh, other companies can take heart in, and and maybe even the Keyforge community, who knows, are two initiatives that they're calling the Coterie Initiative, and which Coterie is the group of vampires, right? And then the Haven Initiative. Well, the Coterie Initiative is if you hold between September 24th and uh, the end of this year, December 31st, if you hold five events, and these can be demonstrations, tournaments, casual play, these kind of things, if five events and you have to record them in, a, in an online form gets you into a drawing, okay? So you as an individual participate in the Coterie Initiative, you do five, you you run demos, you run tourneys, you run casual play uh, from September to December over about a two-plus month period or three-plus month, three months. Five events gets you into the drawing. Ten people will be... 10 names will be drawn and they will win a spot gloss agenda or haven. And these are the the ones that are everybody's clamoring for and and loves to get. And you can really only get them at larger events. That's cool. Five people win $50 Renegade website gift card, which is pretty cool. That's, of course, you go to Renegade's website and spend the 50 bucks there. And then three people win the chance to to be immortalized as a vampire in the game. That is neat. Uh, and this is all. This is a thing. This last prize, this last uh, win, is uh, has been reserved for princes only. So people who won tournaments in the Prince of the City event series and the Conclave series, they get to provide a couple of pictures, and they get immortalized in in cards as a vampire in the game. That's really cool. And now, now, now to know that people who are taking in an effort to grow the community in their local stores by holding Temos, tourneys, casual play nights, what have you. They will win a vampire. They will win the maybe become a vampire in the game. That would be really neat. Great idea by Renegade. Now, to accompany that, there's a Haven initiative and that's for stores. So over the same time period, you only have to hold three events in your store. Um, Now, it's not clear. I think the store, I think you can kind of double dip here, uh, but I'm not completely clear on that. But you can, if the store gets three events over the same time period, 10 stores will win an organized play kit or a clan, clan clash kit, which is a specific type of organized play kit. Two stores will win a $500 MSRP renegade credit to buy stuff for their store. And then one... Instead of being a vampire, one store will win haven status. So the store, they will take the storefront and put it on art and make it a haven in the game. Which is really cool, like game store, right? Or Total Escape game store. Something like that. It would be... <laughs> I would... I I would hope if it's my game store, if it were my game store, I hope it's a good haven and I I want to use it a lot, right? That would be really neat. So uh, kudos to Renegade for uh, taking that effort and showing some initiative there and coming up with some really, I think are good ideas and I'm certainly going to participate uh, to the extent that I can. All right, so I'm still reading the same book that I was reading last week. So I'm going to talk about what I'm watching. And I'm watching football. I'm watching American hard-nosed tackle football. College game, I I went to Penn State. I also went to uh, Colorado State. I tend to root for Penn State because they have the better team. So I'm watching Penn State football on Saturdays typically. Go Lions, woohoo! And then I'm a Raider fan. And so coming along with the idea that I'm a Raider fan, I love to bathe in the tears of Broncos fans. And it's been just with their, uh, and for those of you who know, who keep track of such things, you'll know that the Broncos lost to the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. And they really probably shouldn't have. The coaches screwed up something fierce. And, uh, so everybody's up in arms and I just, I'm, I'm heaven right now. And because they, they really wanted to beat the Seahawks and they didn't. So yay. Now the Broncos can win for the next, you know, two or three weeks and I'm okay with it until they face my Raiders. That's what I'm watching this week. Uh, That's all I have for now, folks. Thank you very much for listening to the second episode of Tobin talks to the walls in his basement and tells some people about the news. Remember, until next time, you have a choice to increase the cool or decrease the suck. Thanks for listening.